Good morning. It is Tuesday, December the 1st, and you have tuned into another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. Um, and we are continuing our series on Revelation, the book of Revelation, um, a book of things to come. And uh, a great book of prophecy uh, uh, that I've received special blessing from studying. I know you have too, haven't you, Pastor? Amen. Yes. Each and every time and uh, you, you get into it, you do. You receive a very special blessing. And uh, we look forward to another special blessing uh, in our study of this. And we hope that you are blessed as well, dear listener. Uh, we're particularly excited to inform our listening audience that we now have a, a, a what appears to be a, a fairly large listening audience in China, and uh, I don't want to go into too many details because of you know, the political climate there, uh, yeah, but uh, I, I, I know uh, a couple of those people very, very well. They're, they're good Christian friends of mine. Uh, from here in the Dallas area, and uh, I want them to know that I appreciate them tuning in, and I hope they receive a special blessing as well. Um, so with that being said, Pastor, uh, we left off in Revelation chapter 3. I'm assuming that's where we're going to start today. So if, uh, if you're ready, uh, please instruct us. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, let me... Uh let me give you, let me give our listening audience uh, 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 the purpose for this podcast. And the purpose is not that you and I will ever get famous. I, I'm <laughs> no. Told for that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, me too. The purpose, is, the purpose is that we want to educate, edify, and encourage God's people. That's right. And in addition to that, and not necessarily in addition, it's just part of why we do these things. We want to evangelize Absolutely. the lost. Absolutely. We want to get the gospel into every home, into every heart. And, that's right. Uh, that's that's our purpose. And Amen. Boy, we, I, I'm encouraged. How, how many foreign countries now are we being heard in? Uh, looks like, According to the analytics on Anchor, um, it is now seven. That's right. So, when the Lord said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, <laughs> go, go, that's, we're going to all the world. We, and, we uh, are. We are, indeed. And that's, and that's encouraging. I mean, yes, it is. Uh, you betcha. Uh, so, uh, let's, uh, let's go back to, let's do a little review, first of all. Okay. We, we had just done a lesson on the seven churches, the letters to the seven churches. That's right. Right. And, um, and we, we pretty much finished that lesson. But I want to go back to one part of that lesson that we didn't do much about. And, and it's, a, it's a topic. This is going to be a topical study, not a verse-by-verse study today, a topical study. Um, because of all of the um, errors and controversies and so forth that you hear 
from the book of the Revelation, and, and indeed many of the books of the Bible, when people don't people don't uh, study the Bible literally and historically and grammatically, dispensationally and and contextually, they make mistakes. They don't mean to, but they make mistakes. And I'm going to deal with one of those mistakes today. Uh, and in the church, the letter to the church at Sardis. Now, Sardis was the fifth church um, uh, to whom John was supposed to write a letter. It, it was a, it, it was a period of time. Uh, in the world between oh, 1500 and 1800 A.D., um, it was it was called. Well, let me read what uh, what uh, the church was like there in Sardis. Now, remember, this was a this was a literal historical church, uh, but the the message uh, is since this is in a prophetic book is also prophetic, and so these were stages of church history, mm-hmm. and and so. Uh, Jesus says, and unto the angel or the messenger of the church at Sardis, write these things, saith he, that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, mm-hmm. uh, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and are dead. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? He calls that church dead. Now, what would make it dead? Well, probably it was being. Um, attended by a lot of people who were lost, people who were not saved, people who gave lip service to God but really didn't believe. Right, right. So, and, and, and so, then he writes, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. Wow. Mm-hmm. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Then he says this, Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. Mm -hmm. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come come on thee as a thief. Thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. In other words, uh, did I ever warn you? Watch yourself, young man. Um, You don't know. you know, when I might uh, be angry. Yeah, and, and a lot of times you didn't I, have to warn me. I knew from experience. <laughs> so Jesus <laughs> is giving them a warning. Right. And it was a fair warning. Yeah. Then he says this in verse 4 of, of chapter 3, Thou hast a few names even in Sardis. That's something. Mm-hmm. A few names, even the Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. That's right. And they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. That's right. So there were just a few there. A remnant. In that, yeah, pardon me? A remnant. Yeah, a remnant. That, that's, that's a good word. Then he says this in, in uh, verse 5 of chapter 3. He that overcometh. Now, this is a really important word. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, mm-hmm. and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. Uh-huh. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. 
he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And so if you have an ear, hear what the Spirit says to this church. Mm -hmm. It says, it says, you're, you're dead. Yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of other things that, that are ready to die. Mm -hmm. uh, now, now, what makes a church dead? Well, for one thing, uh, people that are in it that are not saved, for, for one thing. For another thing is, they're not too interested in winning people to the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't do the soul of it winning. Mm -hmm. There's not much evangelism. For another thing, there's not a, a real good fundamental teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Right, right. Yeah, they're paying God lip service, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, but he said, that, so you're about ready to, to lose others. Yeah. But he says, you have a few names. A few names. Wow. I wonder if you understand that, that there are churches uh, in, well, in our area where, where I live, Curtis, there's the church that's, uh, that has a real good average attendance, probably well well into the 800s, uh, and, uh, and it's been a big church for a long, long time. But it's going downhill rapidly. Well, I, I shouldn't say rapidly, but slowly. In that, they're going to worldly practices. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're having theaters uh -huh. rather, than the, uh, rather than theological dissertations. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, you know, praise teams rather than uh, prophetical teachings and so forth. Yeah. And... and and, and it's happening all over our country, and I'm going to assume uh, that it's happening wherever there are churches around the world. And so Sardis is is kind of a key to understanding uh, church age prophecy. Mm -hmm. You're dead. That's right. You're dead. But he says this, and this, I, I'm, I'm going to try to correct some errors about a doctrine. Uh, to which I was introduced as a little child, and that is the book of life. Right. He said, I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. Mm. And so let's talk about some things. Well, but first of all, what, what is the book of life? Here, well, here are some common errors uh, regarding the book of life, Curtis. Yeah. Um, and, and you've heard them. Oh yes, <laughs> you, you've heard them, um, and we've we you and I have discussed them o over the years. Yes, we have. Uh, although not although not with a particular uh, view of the Book of Life. And here's the first common error, and and this one is a damning error. I'm, I'm uh, and I don't want to be nasty or ugly. I don't want to be a smart aleck or a, or a know it all. The first error, and I know that's it because I've, I've heard it. If your name is blotted out of the book of life, it means that you have lost your salvation. Yeah, that's a common misconception. Uh, you and I know, and I, and I won't go through the litany of them, but um, there, are, there are denominations in the United States, and I, I suspect worldwide, who hold to the doctrine that, you, that, that uh, if you don't keep your life straightened out, you're going to, um, you're going to lose your salvation. Right. Yep. Um, I can think of, I can think of three major ones right now that uh, uh -huh. uh, 
so let's don't do that. <laughs> but um, and by the way, some of the some of the local churches in those denominations do not believe you can lose your salvation. That's God right. That is that is true. That is true. And, and they and and they uh, they'll, they'll rebel. They'll stay in the denomination, but rebel against that doctrine. Mm-hmm. Now, no one can lose his salvation. Amen. By the way, what could you do to lose it? <laughs> what sin could you commit to lose your salvation? Well, uh, I think I think the argument for those that that believe you can lose your salvation is that uh, that you you're not striving for uh, more sanctification or holiness, and and if, if if you fail to strive for that, for more holiness, it, that's a sin unto itself, and yeah. there, and therefore uh, could result in your loss of salvation. Jesus a liar? Not me. I'm not going to be a wise guy about this, but uh, you're really really calling Jesus a liar. You don't think you are, but John 3.16 is simple. He says, Whosoever believeth in me shall not perish. That's right. But have everlasting life. Everlasting life. Mm -hmm. Now, now I am going to get a little smart alecky here. What what don't you what don't you understand about everlasting? Right. Holy mackerel! That's um, yeah because that's amazing. Yeah, because there were so many there were so many conditions uh, listed after that uh, that verse, right? Uh, in order to retain that everlasting life, there there was a litany of of uh, requirements, weren't there? I, I am. I am. I mean, because I, obviously there... there where, 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 did you, where did you learn that, Curtis? I, eh? I think it's hereditary myself, but... <laughs> okay. But obviously, I mean, there, there was not a laundry list attached to that, to that... No, no. Everlasting no, life. It, you, you have one thing to do in order to, to get it. Yeah. Believe. Believe. Period. Yeah, you know, they didn't. They didn't whip. Jesus didn't whip out a scroll written on both sides that said, "said Here's a list of things you got to do to be saved." No. Yeah. Whosoever. By the way, the word "whosoever" is all inclusive. Right. No one is excluded from an opportunity of salvation, and the only way that you can be excluded is if you exclude yourself. That's it. Because Jesus included you. Well, look at John chapter 10, please. Uh, we'll look at verses 27 and 29. Um, and, uh, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Right. And I give unto them, <gasps> gasp, eternal life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, once you get saved, there is no beginning or no ending to that eternal life. You have it. That's right. And then it says this, and they shall never perish. Mm-hmm. Imagine that in John ten twenty eight. They shall never perish. Mm-hmm. Not only that, 
not only that, here's the, here's the cap on that bottle, okay? He says this, they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. That's right. Now, now, now I think I hear about people saying, well, I could take myself out of it. No, 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 no. You're included in any man. That's right. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Mm -hmm. You can't pluck yourself out of God's hand. Nope. And then he says in verse 29 of, chapter, of John chapter 10, My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand, and I and my Father are one. Uh -huh. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, that, that. That, that's pretty clear. I don't think there's any room for, I mean, there's no wiggle room there. That's right. And by the way, we're just we're just telling you what say the scriptures. Right. Romans 4.3, uh, Galatians uh, uh, 4.30, I believe, both say, for what saith the scripture? And we're just telling you what saith the scriptures. That's it. Okay. Uh, and, and all this is with regard to I will not blot his name out of the book of life. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, by the way, let me, let me say in addition to this, that there exists not one chapter, uh, verse, line, word, not one that actually literally says that one can or may lose his salvation. No, no, there isn't. You can't show me one, and no one else has ever been able to show me one. Uh, and and so uh, and so uh, when when I got saved, I got saved forever. Right. When you got saved, you got saved forever. That's right. Isn't that amazing? Well, uh, so and by the way, don't trust opinions or implications, right? Mm -hmm. You know, was, I've heard I've heard uh, scholars say it, and I, and I'm not a scholar. Uh, I'm just a simple believer. If God said it, I believe it. So that's just the way it ought to be. Mm -hmm. So I've heard scholars say, well, this verse implies that. No, 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 don't go by implications. Don't believe that. Don't trust uh, people's, and even the smartest men give opinions. Sometimes I give an opinion. Uh, and by the way, do not believe what's being said here just because Curtis A. and Dick are saying it. Right. Because we're sinners just like the rest of you. That's right. Okay? And we have to go by what saith the scriptures. Right. Now, now number two with regard to here, I was taught by some really, really wonderful Christian people. I was raised in a Sunday school that believed that, that you had to win the kids to Christ as soon as you could. Right. And then, and then, they, and then they had eternal life. But here's what I was taught, and, and, and God bless them, they were wrong, but it said that, that the very moment I was saved, God wrote my name in the book of life. Right. That's wrong. And I'm going to tell you why in just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, but let me ask you this. If an unsaved person did not get his name written in a book of life, how, how then could it be blotted out? 
Good question. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the error is that saved people got their names written in the book of life, and lost people didn't have their names written in the book of life, and that's not true. That is not true. Now here's, here, and, I'll, and I'll back that up with scriptures in just a moment. Um, it, it says this at, at number three with, with regard to errors. The error is God chose in advance who could be saved and who couldn't. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's... I, I, I'm sorry, uh, and I'm sorry for people who say it. That's a lousy thing to say. It sure is. That's, God, that's, God did not choose anybody to go to hell. He didn't, he didn't exclude anybody. He didn't. Whosoever, he said. That's right. So, so if, if, if God chose in advance who could be saved and who couldn't, if that's so, then then Titus was a liar. He said in Titus 2.11, he says, well, The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not, I'm not making this up, no. and I'm not going to put any twists or anything to this to, to change it. It's so. The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. By the way, if God chose in advance who could be saved and who couldn't, then Paul was a liar. Oh, boy, yeah. In First Timothy 2.5, he's talking about God who will have all men to be saved. Now, there are some people, and they're of the Reformed um, uh, group, that yeah. said that that, that that probably means all kinds of men. <laughs> Just like in Titus, the, the, the grace of God that appeared unto all kinds of men. Nope, nope, it means all men. All men. First Timothy 2.5 it talks about God who will have all men to be saved. Yeah. Uh, the same apostle is a liar. He, talked, he said in Colossians 1.23, talked about the gospel, which is preached to every creature under heaven. Mm. <laughs> and, and Peter was a liar too, I guess, when he said, "God in Second Peter three nine, for God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance." Yeah, yeah. Now, now, let, let's talk about how in the world did the gospel go? How to, how in the world could grace be known to everybody? Hmm. Well, what saith the Scripture? In in in. In Romans chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, says, well, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God, now this is from the Bible, that which can be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. Everybody has a knowledge that there is a God. Let me go back to, I want to tell you about a television show I watched recently. Uh, there was a female star, and uh, she was being asked if she believed in evolution. And she kind of said yes, and, but, but it wasn't a very definite yes. And she says, but I have a problem with that. 
if 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 men came from from monkeys, how come there are still monkeys? Right. Yeah. The the, the word of God is true. That which may be known of God is manifested in them, for God hath showed it unto them. Now, how did God show His grace to men? Well, um, if if you if you read uh, uh, also, you know, Psalm nineteen verses one through four. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to that. Um, it, it, it's but what a wonderful psalm that Psalm 19 is. Matter of fact, it's all, all it's all the word of God, so it's wonderful. But look at this, Curtis. It says here, um, the heavens declare the glory of God. Yeah. And the firmament showeth His handiwork. And that's how He showed it to all men. Yeah. And and by the way, it goes further. It says, day unto day, uttereth speech. Mm-hmm. And night unto night showeth knowledge. Yep. The sun, the moon, the stars, right. uh, the earth turning on an axis. An axis. Yep. Uh, yeah. Why in the world did I have trouble saying that word? Anyway, and, and, and so uh, day unto day, night unto night, it's continual. Then verse 3 says, There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. <laughs> yep. And then, in verse 4, it says, their line, or, you know, the, the, the day and the night, their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he hath set a tabernacle for the... Uh, for the son, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven. And I could go on and on and on. The, the heavens have already declared the glory of God. That's correct. So, um, you see then that, oh, by the way, uh, l- let me, let me. Uh, go back to the beginning of this thing. I want to give you a verse, people. I'm going to give you a verse by which you can understand many, many more things than you understand if you'll just understand this one verse. There was a council held in Jerusalem. Paul and Barnabas showed up there, and the other apostles were there. And James, the apostle, stood up and said this, For known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. That's right. I knew you were going God, there. <laughs> God knew. God knew who was going to be saved and who wasn't. He wasn't any very happy about it, but he knew that there would be people who would be saved and people who would be lost and he was and he and the book of life is a work of god that's right so the book of life was eternal mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting by the way um, in in John chapter 6 verse 64 uh, it, it, it says this Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that would believe not mm-hmm but he preached to them anyway. Yeah. 
he didn't choose them for hell. He wanted them to go to heaven. Yes. But he already knew. What you, you said, is that an exercise in futility? Listen, what we're doing might be called that, but the point of the matter is everybody gets a shot at salvation. Mm-hmm. Every yep. man who has ever drawn breath has a shot at salvation. People, if you're listening today and you're not sure if you're saved, come on. Uh, you, you need to be saved by grace through faith. And faith in what? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, let's let's continue. So, now, what is the truth and the correct application of the doctrine of the book of life and the blotting? Because Jesus mentioned it in Revelation 3. Uh, I will not blot his name out. So let's go to, uh, let's say, Exodus chapter 32, shall we? Um, Exodus 32. Mm-hmm. Moses has, has really, has really been, been uh, uh, discouraged um, about the people of Israel. He really has been, and he sees that they're that they're being wicked and 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 uh, unfaithful and all sorts of things, and and they've gone to idolatry. Yeah. And it came to pass. I'm in Ezekiel, Exodus, excuse me. I'm in Exodus chapter thirty. And it says, "It came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, You have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure I shall make an atonement for your sin." And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin, and I and they've made them gods of gold. They were worshiping golden calves. Yeah. He says, and then Moses goes on, he says, Yet now, if thou wilt, forgive their sin. And then he says something that that, that has struck me and smacked me on the face and said, Pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. He said, if, if thou wilt, forgive their sin. And if not... Blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. You mean Moses was aware that there was a book of life? Moses was aware that there was a book of life. <laughs> and, it is, and it is a book which was finished. It was completed. It, I mean, if you don't know anything about English, uh, Moses is using in English what, what, what we know as the past perfect tense. Okay. It was done, and it was already done in times past. It's finished. Yeah. The book of life was complete. Was complete. Before, before possibly, before... God created anything else. That's right. But he also knew that God would blot people out of his book. Absolutely. Because in 
because in Exodus 32, verse 33, he says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Yep. Now, wait a minute. If sin is the only reason for the blotting out of your book, then... None of us are qualified to stay in there. None of us will. None of us qualify. Because Romans 3.23 says it plainly, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, what is the sin he's talking about? It's the sin unto death. Mm -hmm. Those who die unsaved will have their name blotted out of the book of life. Right. Isn't that interesting? Well, let's let's go back to our to our text, um, Revelation chapter uh, three, mm-hmm. verse five, mm-hmm. and he says this. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm on the wrong page. It, it says this. Um, thou hast a few names in Sardis, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. And they shall walk with me in white, and and that's going to happen in Revelation twenty twenty one. But that's that's going to happen, and and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. And then it says this: He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, mm-hmm. and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. Right. I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Now, wait a minute. Who is he that overcometh? The guy that does the most good works? Is that it? That's you think that's him. it? Yeah. No, no, no. Because, my, my, by the way, we'll be judged for our works at the judgment seat of Christ. And we'll receive rewards. But that has nothing to do with the eternality of our salvation. Right. So, he that overcometh, I will not blot his name out of the book of life. The same guy who wrote, the, who penned the Revelation, also penned the Gospel of John and three epistles. And in his first epistle, 1 John chapter 5, let's, let's read, um, let's read the first five verses. Uh, I don't want to take a verse out of context. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Is there anything about good works in there, Curtis? Not a word. Yeah. Just whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. And so he's talking about uh, you and me loving others who are saved. Right. That's what he's talking about. But this we know, that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. There's the evidence. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Right. And then here's the crux of the matter. For whatsoever is born of God, now look at the next word, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, 
even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. And so what is the sin? That will cause you to be blotted out? By the way, uh, go back to Exodus chapter 32, verse 33. Even that sinneth, sinneth against me, him will I blot out of the book. And so, and so the Lord was saying, yeah, I've got, I've got the book. Yeah, yeah. And, and everybody's name's in it. Yeah, yeah. And if, if they sin against me, the sin of unbelief, I'll blot him out. Yep. Now, it's as simple as that, and I don't know why people make so much else out of it. Now, we... By the way... Um, by the way, Curtis, uh, uh, there are a lot of people that stumble uh, at this doctrine, and I'm and I'm sorry for it, and that's why I'm doing this. That's why I think it's important that we should talk about these things, uh, because there are a lot of people who read casually and assume things that are not so. Uh, instead of instead of going through the book, there are other things that talk about. Uh, blotting, uh, by the way. Um, look at, uh, oh, let's see. Well, I don't see it in my notes. Okay. But there are other verses, in fact, and I think that in Psalm 68, um, excuse me, 69, Psalm 69, mm-hmm. verse 28. Let's go to there. Psalm 69. Psalm 69, 28. 28. You got it. Psalm 69, 28. Have you got it there? I'm almost there. <laughs> you would think that I would have had that marked already, and I did. 69, 28 says, oh, by the way, it's talking about people that are ungodly uh, yeah. in this in this ch- chapter. Um, and, and, and talking about uh, how people were would uh, were literally, you know, spitting at the on the cross, uh, and that's something that was to come. And he says, uh, for in talking about uh, these people, he says uh, in verse twenty-five, "Let their habitation be desolate; let none dwell in their tents, for they persecute him whom thou hast smitten." And that's talking about did prophecy of the of Christ on the cross and they talk to the grief of those whom thou hast wounded and they add iniquity to their to their iniquity and let them not come into the righteousness let them be blotted out of the book of the living mm-hmm. and be not written with the righteous mm-hmm. and so the people that are blotted out are the people that reject the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who bore our sins in his own body on the tree, and who became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And and that's how you get blotted out of the book of life. Mm-hmm. There are some other scriptures, um, Deuter- some in Deuteronomy, but um, due to time constraints, I, I don't think I'm going to go into all of them, I think I've given you enough here to tell you that here's the thing. The Lamb's Book of Life has already been written. 
Yes, it had. Moses flat out said it, and God didn't argue with him. That's right. In fact, God agreed with him. I'm going to blot some out of the book which thou hast written. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, you don't see the book of life again until Revelation 2015. So let's turn there, okay? And we'll finish with this. Um, we're talking at the end. Of course, Jesus comes back to earth, Revelation 19. He comes back with his saints. They're all dressed in white. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that what the people in Sardis were going to be dressed in? That's right. They were overcomers. Yep. And so Revelation chapter 20, verse 15. Uh, but let's begin reading in verse 11, shall we? Revelation 20, verse 11. And I saw a great white throne. Now, this is the great white throne judgment, mm-hmm. not the judgment seat of Christ. And we'll, we'll talk more about it when we get here, get to it. He said, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Right. You see, they had already been judged. Yep. Regarding the book of life. And here's what it says. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, here's what I think happens, and I'm going to say just I think what's going to happen. This is how I picture it, uh, but don't believe it just because I picture it. The book of life was opened. Mm -hmm. The dead, those who died in unbelief, Mm -hmm. were standing before the great white throne. And they were shown the book of life. And I think they were shown the blank spot. The block that mark. had erasure marks. Yeah. Where their name used to be. Mm-hmm. In case you've got any excuses, people, before this great white throne, you don't have now. Right. That's right. Amazing, isn't it? So... That's my dissertation on the book of life. Now, let me uh, let me just give you a preview of coming attractions. No, let's don't do that. <laughs> let's do this. If you're listening to the and I, and and I'm guessing that from the analytics that we see uh, that there are hundreds of people uh, that have been listening in recent day, in recent days and. Uh, And I want you to know that if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're still alive, your name is still in the book of life, unless and until you have, without reservation, rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. You've still got a shot. You've got up until the moment you die. 
until the moment you die, until you, your heart stops beating, your brain stops working, you stop drawing breath, and your body lies dead. Mm-hmm. You still have an opportunity. Okay. Now, here, now here's we've said this week after week, and we're going to keep saying it. And, and um, if you get bored with it, I'm not even going to apologize for that. No. This is part of our purpose. We want you to know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But if you want it to become permanent, if you want to be one who cannot be plucked out of the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to get into the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ by grace through faith. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9 says that's how you're saved. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are, you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that you should walk in them. You're saved by God's grace. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here it is. Right. Open, the, open the box. Receive the gift. Right. And then glory in the gift thankful for the gift and use the gift to glorify God because good works then become good works they weren't before so now is the time today is the day of salvation the Bible says right now when you get a chance because you may never hear this again you may never hear this again please 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 We're not trying to scare you into salvation. We're inviting you into salvation. Amen. You can do with it what you please. It's your choice. Yep. In one of the Gospels, Jesus said, Not everybody that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into my kingdom. Mm -hmm. Just only those who really believe. That's right. By the way, God knows when you believe. He knows if you really mean it. Mm -hmm. Really mean it today, please. Make your name permanent in the Lamb's Book of Life. Receive Jesus Christ today. And we're going to give a little prayer for you, and then we'll give you a review of what's coming up. God our Father, thank you for your precious and holy word, uh, the word of Jesus Christ. Thank you for his sacrifice on our behalf. And for the behalf of everybody, we pray that those within the hearing of our voice today will be edified and educated and encouraged and enlightened. And for those who have not received Jesus Christ, we pray that this would be the day. We really want this to be the day, and I know you really want this to be the day. Amen. That they receive Jesus Christ. Please convict them of their sin. And then convince them with the gospel. And we'll be careful that you get the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Yeah. That was a a study from the book of the Revelation. Um, And uh, we said some things that that might be, um, that, you know, might have been a little bit hurtful to hear. Mm -hmm. But... 
All we're doing is telling you what the scripture says. Right. That's what we want to do. For what's said the scripture, that's our rule. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to preach what the scripture says. Now, we're in the book of Revelation, and I hope you're enjoying it. And uh, and we've got more prophecy coming up. Uh, Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. How much time have we got left, Curtis? Uh, looks like just under 12 minutes. Well, we're not even going to take the whole hour. But uh, in, in cha- chapter 4, uh, verse 1. Now, in chapters 2 and 3, we had the letter to the seven churches, and uh, you know that we believe, and, uh, and, we, and we're nine, 99 and a half, now we're 101% sure that, that it was the message to the historical ages of the church. And when the historical age of the church is over, uh, the, the, uh, the rapture of the church occurs. And you can read about that rapture in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 18, and 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 through 58. Mm-hmm. Now, chapter 4 says this, uh, verse 1, after this. Now, I'm going to stop at those two words. Well, after what? Mm-hmm. Well, after, mm-hmm. the ch- after the church age is over and the rapture happens. Right. And here's what the rapture looks like. After this, I looked, and behold, uh, by the way, we're told to be old. <laughs> and behold, a door, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard, <laughs> when I die, or if I'm still alive when Jesus comes and raptures us, the first verse, I, the first voice I'm going to hear is His voice. Amen. Now listen to what it's going to say. <laughs> and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me. See, this is personal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which said, "Come up hither." Come up hither. Oh, get up here, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I can't, I can't wait. I'm 80 years old. There are things that on my body that don't work as good as they used to. I'm in good health, don't worry. But, but uh, for now, but I don't know how long I'm going to last. I may die in faith. I, I may live into the rapture. Either way, uh, the, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come with the voice of a trumpet, and the door of heaven is going to fling open, and he's going to say, Come I'm up here, all you believers. Get up here. <laughs> That's right. And then he says this, and that isn't the end of it, Curtis. No, no. That's the beginning. That's the very beginning. beginning. He says, you come up here and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Mm -hmm. And that's what the rest of the book of the Revelation is about. That's right. That's right. The things which shall be hereafter. Now, I'm finished. Have you got any extra words? <laughs> I, I, I think that you summed it up rather nicely. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a lot of confusion about, about the, the particular subject matter that we, we covered today. And, and um, we thank you for clarifying those things, Pastor. Uh, it, 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 it reminds me of, a, of an instance that, uh, that uh, uh, years ago uh, I, I was having breakfast with a pastor uh, 
who was of a, uh, another denomination, and uh, we were talking about that very thing, about loss of salvation. He believed that you could lose your salvation, and uh, we, 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 had a, we had a friendly uh, discussion and debate over that, uh, but one of the verses that he, that he used to buttress his position was uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, uh, which says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Now, okay. so if you're without holiness, you don't get to see the Lord. You don't get to right. heaven. I, I, I completely concur with that, but my argument to him was that he had taken that out of context. And this is what happens. Uh, this is where so many mistakes are made uh, when, when folks begin to not interpret literally uh, and to take things out of context in order to fit a narrative that sounds more suitable to them. Yeah, that's right. Do I have a couple of minutes for one more illustration? We've got just under seven minutes. Go, go for it. Okay, and, I, and, and I'll, I'll close with this, I promise. Years ago, uh, I, saw, I cast my eyes on a beautiful woman. I will not go into where or when and all that sort of stuff, but I said, wow, could I ever have a chance with a gorgeous woman like that? Of course, the, the logical answer is no, you ugly son of a gun. <laughs> but, 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 but I, I went over to her, and she had heard through the grapevine that I had been a preacher. And I introduced myself, and she says, hi. She says, I understand that you, I mean, she started right off, the gall of this woman. <laughs> she started right off saying, I heard that you, you were a preacher. And I said, yes, yeah. <laughs> then, then she had the temerity to come out with this question. What do you believe about eternal security? <laughs> Hi, Sharon. But uh, he says, hi, Sharon. <laughs> and so, and so and we dated and we married, and she told me that she, would, that she would never have dated anybody that didn't know the Bible better than she did. <laughs> I love her. And she knows it. And she knows that she's good at it. And so, um, but, it all, but, but, I, but I got in the door. <laughs> I got into her door by say, by telling her what I believed about eternal security. There you go. So, so folks believe in eternal security. And by the way, just before we uh, before we close, uh, I want I want you to know how encouraged uh, that Curtis and I are when we see that we're we're being heard off and on maybe on a regular basis, in six foreign countries. Seven now. Seven foreign countries. Yeah. This is a thrill. Yeah, it really is. This, 
and this is why we're doing this. Amen. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to say bye-bye for now, Curtis, and All thank right. you for the privilege. And, oh, absolutely. And, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way, Pastor. And, and we're going to do it again Saturday morning, aren't we? Yeah, we are indeed, sir. Okay. We are indeed. So, with that knowledge in mind, we will be continuing on in our series in Revelation, uh, starting with chapter 4, verse 1. And, the uh, scene in heaven. And yeah. That's right. We'll, we'll be dealing with the things that are happening after the rapture. So please be sure to tune in uh, because a lot of what's going to be discussed are things that are happening now. Uh, you bet. Things that are beginning to come to fruition prophetically, uh, and these are, are, are vital things that you need to know. So please yep. don't miss an episode. Tune in with us. Be blessed. And uh, make sure that you you make the time uh, because this is important stuff. We pray that you're blessed, and uh, we look forward to being with you again this coming Saturday. And we're signing off for now. Join us Saturday for another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye.